The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hey everyone, Matt Straub here welcoming you to the Roto World Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Before we begin, a very brief reminder to rate, review, and subscribe to the show. Take a second to do that if you haven't done so already. We would appreciate it. Meanwhile, we are into week 13 of the season. Time, as always, to talk waiver wire with Steve Alexander. First things first, Steve, we had a quiet stretch of the schedule overall, kind of across the NBA. However, that changes this week. 16 teams play four games, including the Nuggets. Actually, with five. It's been a rough early season. If you went heavy on Nuggets, a bunch of key injuries, Gary Harris, Will Barton, Paul Millsap, maybe this is the reward of five-game week. So I want to ask you, how far would you go in terms of picking up guys in Denver for this five-game week? What, what what are the outer limits of players you would consider given their schedule? Uh, I think I'd go pretty pretty far. Um, Mason Plumley. <laughs> That's what I was hoping to hear. <laughs> Mason Plumley, Wancho. I'd probably stop before I got to Tory Craig. Okay, um, as, he, as one should, as we should. That, he, that's a that's a safe rule to live by this season. Just really doesn't do much, even though he starts. But uh, you know, I mean, I'd I'd look at Trey Lyles. I'd look at Monty Morris. Who Monty Morris, I think, is on his way out. Um, this may be the last hurrah for him with Gary Harris finally getting back and, and getting healthy again. I think the Monty run is almost over, but, you know, all those guys... What a run it's been. Yeah. All those guys that I just mentioned, I think, are are worth a look in a five-game week. And what about Malik Beasley, uh, who has cooled off? He he got sort of absurdly hot for a minute and has now cooled off, but does he re-enter the conversation kind of in the same vein as Monte Morris, given the five-game week? Yeah, and I, did, I forgot to mention him because he was the very first guy on my list, but... uh Beasley was super hot, and like you said, the last two games he's kind of fallen off, and and with everybody getting healthy, he's gonna he's on he's on a downward trend as well. But I think the five games, you know, if you pick a guy up for five games, he, you you only really need him to play well twice. Uh, so yeah, you, you get two out of five games to be good ones. I, I think that's a possibility with Beasley too. I really like Plumley this week as a guy who's just widely available and. And could really pay off. I mean, he's you know he's averaging around seven points, six boards on the season, a couple of assists. But multiply that by five, and that's a, a very very good you know three game week for someone, and a decent four game week for someone. So, yeah, different rules apply in Denver this week, and a ton of potential options in their rotation. Meanwhile, the Spurs are one of those sixteen teams with four games. Derek White and Bryn Forbes still available in. More than half of Yahoo leagues, I believe Derek White was at 44% owned when you wrote the waiver wired column. To me, he's a no-brainer pickup. And Steve, I'm, I, frankly, I'm a little bit shocked that White is not, you know, into 60s and 70s the way he's been playing. Yeah, I mean, you you called out both of these guys last week. They were not in the column, but we talked about them on the podcast. And uh, they were on the verge of busting out or, you know, in the middle of of playing well, and they both had great weeks. The Spurs played four times this week. 
to me, I'm with you. Derek White is the guy that you want to own. His numbers are really good. Uh, pretty much across the board, he's shooting 73% <laughs> over crazy. his last five games, which is unheard of. Um, yeah, unheard of for a guard, truly. And, like, yeah, I mean, with a big guy, we see that sometimes. But, yeah, it's, that's nuts. Yeah, and then Forbes is shooting, like, 48%. And he's a, he's a three-point specialist. So, I like both of those Spurs a lot. And I, I think they are easy no-brainer calls with four games this week. Yeah, I'm with you. By the way, one more note on Derek White. He used to, you mentioned his last five games, 73%. His last three games, he's shooting 83%. He's 24 of 29 from the field, which is just, just nuts. Miami does not benefit from a four-game week. They play three times. Steve, Tyler Johnson was a, a hot pickup for a minute once we heard that Goran Dragic was going to be out for a very long stretch. However, now he's only owned in 30-something percent of leagues. He really hasn't been playing badly. I think he's more or less been doing what we expected Tyler Johnson to do. Are you surprised that Tyler Johnson is not owned in more leagues? Um, a little bit. What, what are we, 36%? <laughs> I, I thought he'd yeah. be a hotter pickup when Dragic went down. So, yeah, yeah I'm, a, I'm a little surprised by that. Um, now, Johnson hasn't been crushing, but, you know, he's had 11 points, three and a half boards, Almost four assists, two steals, and one and a half threes, shooting 45% over his last five. Those are all pretty good numbers. Uh, he's, he's not going to hurt you anywhere. Uh, Forbes and Johnson are owned in similar uh, similar amounts of leagues. If you had, had the opportunity to choose between those guys for this week, I assume the call is Forbes. But would you give any thought, Steve, to the fact that does Tyler Johnson maybe have more upside for you to the point where you would actually add him? over Forbes, even though uh, Johnson only has three games this week? Did that make any sense at all? Yes. I think in a vacuum, if you're not looking at games, I, I'd rather yes. have TJ than Forbes. Thank you for distilling what I said into three words. In a vacuum <laughs> was literally all I had to say. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, Eric Gordon out with a knee issue. Doesn't sound like he's super close, but Austin Rivers has been picking up a ton of minutes and by the way, he started playing big minutes for Houston kind of the second he arrived there. But lately, he's been in the 40s. I'm not super high on him in a vacuum, but uh, it's hard to argue with a guy getting this much playing time. What are your thoughts on Rivers? Well, he's getting so many minutes, and Chris Paul is hurt. I I'm shocked that Rivers is only owned in 16% of uh, Yahoo leagues. Like To me, that number, he should be closer to 50, given what he's done over the last uh, four or five games. I'll ask you this, of the guys we've talked about, Derek White among these guards is clearly at the top of the stack. But if we're debating between Rivers, Bryn Forbes, Tyler Johnson, uh, of those guys, who's your top choice? Well, I'd go White. And then I think Austin Rivers is second on my list uh, as long as Chris Paul's out. So you've got Austin Rivers ahead of Forbes at this point? Yep. Okay. Okay. I think I think I like Forbes slightly better. I don't know, though. I mean, Rivers has had a couple strong games in a row, and yeah, minutes in the 40s, pretty ridiculous. Uh, one more guy in Houston I want to ask you about. Daniel House has actually been playing pretty well. He didn't have a big game, per se, on Saturday, only seven points, but he still had two steals, a block, and a three in his 26 minutes. Before that, he had been hitting double figures, getting some defensive stats here and there, hitting threes. Are you interested in this guy? Are people sleeping on on House? Should should he be more in the conversation when we're talking about picking up Rockets? Well, I think I'm sleeping on House because he wasn't in my column. Uh, and he probably <laughs> should have been because he's another guy that's benefited from Eric Gordon not being around. So um, 
the three games he had from Saturday, Monday, and Thursday of last week were all pretty pretty great games. Uh, solid scoring, rebounds, some blocks, some steals, some threes. Uh, he cooled off on Saturday, but he played 26 minutes in that one. Like, I kind of like House right now, and the Rockets have four games. So you've got House, Austin Rivers, and Gerald Green all sitting out there available in most leagues and all with four games and all playing well right now. Meanwhile, back to Miami for a second, Derek Jones Jr. I mean, I, this has been a uh, a difficult ride for me. I got very excited about him when it looked like he was going to start playing 25 minutes consistently. He was putting up killer defensive stats. Then he disappeared. Now he's back. I don't necessarily trust Spolster to keep his minutes consistent. What do you think, Steve? If we pick up airplane mode now, are we going to be glad we did so a few weeks from now? I like him. And, you know, Spolstra was quoted recently saying it like Derek Jones Jr. is forcing me to play him because he's playing so well. He does so many things. I think Spolstra likes him. I think the minutes are there. He's, he's, um, past Wayne Ellington on the depth chart. I don't know why he's only owned in 7% of leagues. That seems ludicrous to me. <laughs> How high is he on your priority list this week? I mean, if we're talking about, you know, Derek Jones Jr. versus someone like Bryn Forbes. Would you swing on Derek Jones Jr.'s upside or or take the maybe relatively safer option with four games in Forbes? In a vacuum. Uh, I'd take the four games. I would take the four games from Forbes probably over Derek Jones' uh, three-game week. But I own Derek Jones in a couple leagues already. I, I'll just sit on him this week. Yeah, to me, Derek Jones is a guy to pick up. And, and just, again, you're gambling on the upside, panning out. And uh, it's not necessarily pick up for this week, but it's more of a long-term uh, lottery ticket kind of pick up. Four games for the Wizards. Jeff Green has had a pretty good run, uh, not necessarily getting defensive stats, but doing some things in other categories. Can we trust Green with a four-game week this week? Uh, I have trust issues with Green. Um, <laughs> Otto Porter Jr. is back. That should, I mean, that should crush Jeff Green. But now Markeith Morris is out for at least six weeks. Um, so that opens up a lot of uh, power forward minutes, which they like playing green at four as well. So uh, I think Jeff Green lives to ride another week. Okay, okay. Uh, you also mentioned the Hurt Locker, Kevin Herter, the rookie of the Hawks, who I feel like I mention and or write about every week, only owned in 11% of Yahoo leagues. Another guy like Austin Rivers playing just a ton of minutes right now with Kent Bazemore and Torian Prince sidelined. Uh, how high are you on Herder at the moment? Probably about the same. I've felt the same way about him like ever since week three. I mean, he's he's a, having a really good rookie season. He's a good player. He's fun to watch. Uh, did you see that dunk he had last week? I uh, did. I did. That, that was that was pretty incredible. I, I did not see that. Coming. It was. Uh, but you know, yeah. Torian Prince is playing one on one now. I don't. I don't know how long Baysmore is going to be out. But you know, when when the Hawks get healthy, I'm worried. A little worried about the Hurt Locker uh, keeping his minutes where they have been because Torian Prince is going to play. But the tank is on and the Hawks are young and Hurt is going to play either way. Hawks played four times this week. I, I kind of like it, especially since Prince doesn't sound to me like he's probably going to play this week. Yeah, and again, I mean, Bazemore may get back and may get traded. I don't know. I don't know if he's definitely tradable with his uh, whatever his player option is, something like $18 million next year. I don't know. There's a lot of talk about Bazemore potentially getting traded, but... I don't know how tradable that contract is, but yeah, I I like Herder. I continue to like Herder. I almost feel like a broken record talking about him, so we'll pick him <laughs> up. He's out there, everybody. Uh, Bobby Portis is back from his ankle sprain for the Bulls. 
Does that move the needle for you in a in a shallower, you know, 10 or 12 team league? Uh, you know what? Let's see what's happening because they are playing right now. Let's check that out. Um, this is his first game back. I think he's been out since December 16th. He has 17 points and five boards and three three-pointers in that game against the Nets. So uh, he's going to have to battle with Laurie Markkinen for minutes and a roll, but he's only at 17 minutes today. He's already got 17 points. So Bobby Portis, a point per minute. Go get him. He's probably available. You know, he's available in about a third, uh, two-thirds of leagues out there. Yeah, he's not a bad pickup if you need a big guy that you could do worse. I, I imagine you would much rather get Luke Cornett, though, Steve, who had three big games in a row, then cooled off on Friday. Do you have concerns about trusting Cornett for a four-game week for New York when his last game wasn't good? That's never a great feeling, but how much <laughs> weight do you put on that? The Unicornet. Uh, he's starting over <laughs> Anis Cantor, and he's been playing really well. I mean, he's 14 points, five boards, bunch of threes, almost four three-pointers per game in his last five. Uh, the Knicks play four times this week, and Cantor is mad that he's coming off the bench, but it is what it is, and Cornette is starting. So, yeah, I'm all, I'm all in on Luke Cornette for four games. So not fa- you're not phased by the his last off game on Friday. Not even scared. Didn't face it. Not really. No. Okay. Stay, yeah. Don't, you don't, don't let me bully you on that one. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not trying to. <laughs> uh, all right. A few other players I want to talk about, not in your column. Damari Carroll is hot, still not getting steals. He's raised his scoring lately. Is Carroll doing anything for you, Steve, or can we continue to ignore him? Do we ignore him at our own peril? Where are we at with Damari Carroll? DeMar Carroll's been really good over his last five. By the five. way, and sorry to interrupt you, Steve, but as we tape here and the Bulls and the Nets are playing, Carroll had, uh, has 19 points uh, in the fourth quarter. So continue. Yeah, DeMar Carroll is playing really well. He scored at least 15 in five straight. Uh, he's got 19-4-3 with three three-pointers. He's hit at least three three-pointers in four games in a row. Like He's playing really well. He's, he probably should have been in the column. He should be picked up. Well, yeah, I mean – at least while he's this hot, I would definitely prefer some of these younger guys we're talking about. But if all those players are gone, you know, the Forbeses, the Riverses, et cetera, the Derek Jones Juniors, then maybe you, you turn to Carroll uh, and see how long it lasts. Uh, Carroll's only owned in 31% of uh, Yahoo League. So, yeah, go get him. Also, for a couple more players for our hometown Hawks, Steve, Alex Len has picked up some steam lately. Are you interested in Len as a potential option with the Hawks playing four times? Maybe, but I mean, I trust Cornette a lot more than I trust Alex Len. Dwayne Dedman is back, but somehow Len is still putting up nice numbers for the last week. So it's intriguing, but I, I kind of feel like Len is going to disappear once Dedman gets hot again. Len really walks the tightrope. I mean, that guy just comes in and brings the crazy, and some nights it works out. And at times, I, I just feel like he's 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 just on the verge of being completely out of control. But <laughs> but when it works, it works, and lately it has been working. Uh, some other news from Sunday, Steve. The Hawks have been starting a guy by the name of Daniel Hamilton at small forward. Welcome to the 2018-2019 <laughs> Atlanta Hawks. Uh, DeAndre Bembry, though, taking over his starting spot. Uh, for the foreseeable future now. Again, Bazemore, Prince out. So Bembry moving into the starting lineup. Does that really change your outlook on Bembry as a potential pickup or not so much? 
It does. It really intrigues me, at least for as long as Prince is out. Because Benbury can do, he's a stat stuffer, man. He can, he can block, he can steal, he can assist, rebound, three. Like he, he does a little bit of everything, sort of like Nick Batum. And I, I'm in super intrigued if he's going to be starting going forward. Sort of like Nick Batum, he can't really score, but does a lot of other things. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Benbury has some defensive stat prowess. So with four games, yeah, he's an intriguing play as well. All right, Steve, a few game, a few guys who we might consider dropping. I want to ask you, Justin Holiday, of course, got traded to the Grizzlies. Do you see him as a hold in Memphis? He did play 21 minutes in his first game for the Grizzlies. In my mind, they probably didn't trade for him to not use him. I, I think I would try to wait a few more games. Are you on board with that, or are you moving on from Holiday right now? I, I really was not expecting much from him in Memphis. What did he do? Saturday, he played 21 minutes. No, yeah, he did not. He had like two points in 21 minutes, I believe. Yeah, he hit one, yeah, of, se- but, one of seven shots. But, uh, you know, 21 yeah. minutes in his first game, that's that's uh, encouraging, we will say. So, yeah, if mm-hmm. you own Holiday and haven't dropped him yet, I, I'd say maybe hang on for two more games and s- see what happens. Yeah, I agree. Try to be patient. Things could turn around, though. He's been pretty horrendous lately in terms of shooting, but... Again, a very fantasy-friendly game when he's rolling. Kelly Oubre has cooled off in a big way for the Suns. Single digits in four of his last five. That's heading into Sunday. Is he droppable in your mind, or would that be hasty? Uh, I would drop him. Yeah. Seems like there's so many good free agents sitting out there right now. Like, you know, I I would go drop Oubre and pick up uh, Dennis Jones Jr. Derek Jones Jr., yeah. Uh, uh, Dennis, Derek. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Dennis Smith Jr. Uh, yeah, Derek Jones Jr. over Oubre. I, I think I'd do the same thing because, again, if Oubre somehow takes off again, there are other people putting up Oubre-esque numbers out there. Uh, so I think this is going to be a no-brainer then. Uh, there's our catchphrase, Steve. P.J. Tucker, five straight single-digit games since Christmas. I assume you agree that he is safe to drop if you picked him up. I think he was owning like 30-something percent of leagues. You know, I really thought he was going to start doing well with Gordon and Chris Paul hurt. I thought that he was going to kind of take off, but man, he's been really bad, especially his last game on Saturday. Uh, he only took one shot, did not score, had five fouls, still played 34 minutes. His minutes have been sky high as they should be because yeah, they're banged true. up, but his, he hasn't scored more than five points in like two weeks. So uh, yeah, I, I can live without uh, PJ Tucker on my team. He's getting steals, and again, like you said, 30, 35 minutes virtually every game. So, I mean, he's definitely someone you want to keep your eyes on just in case he starts to score again, but at the moment, he's pretty brutal. One more, Steve. We talked about the Nuggets at the beginning, and this kind of puts this player in an interesting spot because Monte Morris is basically, given the the Nuggets rotation, I assume you agree, kind of a no-brainer drop, but at the same time, he could also be a, a pickup with the Nuggets playing five times. Uh, which way do you lean on that? Pick up Morris for this week if all the all the good nuggets are gone and then drop him after this week? You know, I'm not sure because he played 11 minutes on Thursday and he played 15 minutes on yeah. Saturday. If he's only going to get 15 minutes now that Gary Harris is healthy, he's probably not even worth it in a five-game week. It sounds like we have our answer, Steve, to the question at the beginning of the show. How far is too far picking up nuggets this week? <laughs> The answer is Monte Morris. <laughs> Monte Morris and Tory Craig. We found the outer, we found the outer limits of the uh, of the Denver rotation on a five game week. So there you have that. That just about does it for us. Make sure you check out 
the waiver wire column though on roto world because there's plenty of players in there that we did not mention here so check that out on roto world uh i think that's about it steve thanks for joining man yeah Derek jones jr throwing down a monster dunk is the uh cover model Ooh, for the waiver nice. wire column so go check it you know out what, steve i i like to think that we take action after these conversations and i am going to go look for Derek jones in some of my leagues Derek jones jr and see if i can uh, make room on the roster so yeah we're gonna go do that right now let's do it all right have a good one everyone later steve bye Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.